Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Birdo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Dragon. How are you? See that? I nailed the intro this week. You did. I, we got to stop joking about it. You can do it all you want. I'm just going to start ignoring it. Oh, okay. So, Dragon, <laughs> I'm a little worried today. Why? Um, because normally when we when we start, before we start recording, we chit-chat a little bit. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't really get to say much. So... <laughs> What I realized is uh, I'm going to like I, I normally get something, the, the things out of my system. Right, right, right. We're going to get canceled on this one. Oh, God, great. Normally great. I say things that would get us canceled. <laughs> That's basically you whenever you don't have a microphone in, your, in front of your face. That's me being yeah. like, Berto, please, on the podcast, please <laughs> just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I basically give you topics to avoid just to get me, just, just to avoid what my responses are going to be. Uh, kidding. We were we were discussing Joe Rogan before this, though. So, like, you know, it's 50-50 if we'd get canceled. <laughs> I'm going to say we're just going to get canceled, period. Yeah, if, right. If the tapes of, bef- of the pre-record ever come out. <laughs> I am not going to be able to run for president. The pre so you know. the pre record the test recording we always do is just like you ranting and me going uh huh, yep. <laughs> you mm-hmm. like huh? Mm-hmm. Until I cut you off you know, and say okay, I have to I have to listen to the test one second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of time before you just like I I just my rant just ends and yep. then I just go back to normal. Yeah, pretty much. That, that is exactly <laughs> correct. Uh, all right, Dragon. Yes. Let's go ahead and get this bad boy started. Okay, Dragon. Yeah. We're going to start with the first segment, which is Dragon on the Couch. Dragon, okay, yeah. what have you watched on the couch? Okay, um, so I'm actually just going to talk about one thing today, I think. Um, so Andrew and I, for our Friday night movie night, watched uh, The Frighteners, which is a 1996 um, movie by, um, what's his face? Lord of the Rings. What's Peter his name? Jackson. Peter Jackson, Peter thank Jackson. you. Um, starring Michael, Michael Fox. Uh, Michael which, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, sorry. Um, which I had... Um, I had seen, I guess, when I was a kid, but I didn't remember it at all. And Andrew's like, this is right up your alley. You would really like this. So we watched it, and he was right. I really, really liked it. Um, yeah, I was going to say that that's right up your alley. Yeah, this is a movie that, like, for all intents and purposes, my brother and I should have uh, rented over and over and over again as kids, and I don't know how we managed to not. Like, the even I'm looking at the cover art for, for it right now, and the cover art is very much, like, something that both he and I would have you know, as children at the, at the, at the video rental place grabbed and been like, we want this one. <laughs> oh yeah. The cover art is like horrifying, right? It's, it's very like scary. A, it's like yeah. a face coming through a wall if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It does. Which is very funny. Cause you know, in the Frighteners, that is a thing, like a big thing, like a face coming in through the wall, but it's not as scary in the movie as it is in the poster. Like the poster no, is much, yeah. much scarier than that. I think the, the movie has this, this air of like, like I'm going to say silliness, but not really. Yeah. It has a silliness no, it's to a, it, it, but it's it is not definitely, it's a comedy. Silly. I would say it's a dark comedy it's a comedy and then it has some a few elements of horror which is a a very hard thing to do is to make a straight comedy and then to be able to scare people with it but i I think he does a good job of making of doing that yeah i mean i think i think so too i actually i would call it i don't i don't know if i'd call it a a comedy with horror in it i feel like it's more oh you know i guess it is i was gonna i can't decide if it's comedy first or or a horror movie first with some comedy in it you know what i mean i think it might be horror with some comedy in it but anyway, Peter Jackson does, you know, uh, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, or he did early on in his career. He also did, um, oh, what is it called? Evil Dead. Not Evil Dead, I'm sorry. No, no, uh, no. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Thank you, thank you. Dead Alive. Uh, I, it, it has another name, too, with brain in it, and I can't remember what it is. Brain um, Brain something. I think it's yeah. Brain Damage. No, Brain Damage? Brain, no. Brain Dead or something like that? I forget. Um, Dead Alive is great. It's another horror comedy that I, I think is very, very fun. Um, yes. 
and truly I, love that one. Yeah, it, it is, it's a great it's a great movie. I highly recommend. Maybe I'll watch it again sometime. It, but yeah, no. If I'm not, oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry, if if I'm not mistaken, Dead Alive is has the record for the most amount of fake blood used in. It <laughs> sounds about right. Um, I also Dead Alive is fun too because it's all practical effects uh, from what I remember. Yes. Um, th- that is the thing about the Frighteners where it's very fun. I really liked it a lot, but it's 1996, uh, visual effects and there were a lot of them. Um, and some of it's really great. Like, I think they did a good job with the ghosts. Um, but the, the actual like big bad itself, I think was okay. Um, um I also think like, cause I, I, I've, I've seen this movie. I much like you is probably, I think I've rented this movie or when you saw were a this kid. movie on cable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh cable makes sense. Yeah. So I have a very like very very vivid memory of this movie mm-hmm. and uh, I think part of it is because there's so much practical effects that it, the movie's not reliant on special effects mm-hmm. so it doesn't lose its luster as time goes on yeah I would agree with that um, yeah. but yeah I, I, I liked it I thought I thought it was really fun I'm glad I'm glad we watched it and I, I went before we had watched it I had said like no I don't think I've ever seen it and then as we were watching it I was like okay I have maybe seen I've seen it, but I only remember, like, the, the carving um, numbers into people's foreheads thing. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that, and I remembered there's a scene where the, the, like, death or whatever is attached to the hood of a car. And those are the only two things I remember from the, <laughs> from the ah, movie okay. as a kid. Uh, but, yeah, highly recommend. I thought it was very fun. Very fun yeah. 90s movie. Thank you, Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's all you're going to talk about? Yeah, everything else I've been watching is, like, my 600 pound life and old in, old episodes of that and intervention and nobody wants to hear about that so <laughs> brilliant yeah. all right Dragon. Um, um well i mm-hmm. this for birdo on the bed for birdo on the bed sorry mm-hmm. i this week what uh, this week watched uh, something something that literally came out on netflix a couple days ago called <laughs> thunder force okay. now thunder force is a superhero movie but uh it's like actually it's not i'm going to call it a comedy that uses superheroes mm-hmm. and because it's starring um melissa mccartney and it and octavia spencer those are the main two characters okay so what it is is like uh pretty much like we live in a world they live in a world where some some crazy thing happened like 25 years ago or 30 years ago or some shit like that and mm-hmm. uh like now there's some some people who were got superhero powers but okay. the thing is that like it only happened to people who were also sociopaths. <laughs> no. So, so basically, you have these superhero, these superheroes who like people with superpowers, but they're all just like bad guys. Oh, that's very funny. And they, since they killed someone, they killed Octavia Spencer's parents, okay. and she was like, "I'm gonna dedicate the rest of my life to stopping them." Is this right? so? This is kind of like the boys. No, I'm not gonna put it in the same vein because it's more silly. Okay. Okay. So basically, Octavia Spencer and her childhood friend, which is Melissa McCartney, mm-hmm. they're childhood friends, and then they have a falling out. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, fast forward 30 years in the future, Octavia Spencer has she de- she did it. She discovered a way to make to give people superpowers. And Melissa McCartney, in some idiotic, bumbling fool way, gets into the office. Mm-hmm trying to meet uh, uh, Octavia Spencer for the first time in 30 years. And then um, she accidentally gets injected with the, with the serum. And pretty much, so now you have Melissa McCartney, who's, she's going to be super powerful. And Octavia Spencer has to take this, the other 
superpower, which is uh, she's going to be invis invisible. Okay. And then they just like, you know, it's just them being fucking superheroes and then fighting villains, <laughs> which is it, very funny, actually. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Melissa McCarthy movies. Yeah. Something about her is fucking hilarious. I mean, every listen. Every single time. She is, she is truly always funny. She is really, really good. Even in movies that I'm like, eh, she's great. She's yes. like just a great actor. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I, here's the thing. The movie, I'm not. I'm gonna give it like a. I'll give it like a six out of ten. The problem is that the parts that were not good were not good, but the parts that I really liked were really good. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was legitimately laughing out loud many times in this movie. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good film. It was on yeah. uh, Netflix, by the way. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was nice. good. It was fun to see uh, just Melissa McCartney. McCarthy. Just fucking being sorry, uh, Melissa McCartney. Car McCarthy. There you go. Being being able to just be Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. And you know that normally that that alone will make me laugh in anything. Yeah, All agree right? with you. Well, that's exciting. I actually I've never even heard of this, which I feel bad about. It, like <laughs> I swear to God, I did not hear about it until I turned on net. I was like, let me just go to Netflix and see what's on. And then yeah. for some reason, it was a cover. Of whatever huh. Netflix, and it was like, oh, all right. And it was like, it's like, oh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer in a silly movie. Sure, I'm in. I'm yeah. all in. Thank yeah, why you. Not? Uh, well, exciting. Oh, I forgot to say that the Frighteners is on Stars. If anybody has that, or okay. Fub Fub Fubo, which I don't know what Fub that is. I don't know what that is either. I don't even know why you would list it. Uh, because I think it's free. Is uh. Is that also, is that one of those things that you just made up in your head? Like, uh, no, 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 it's on, it's, <laughs> no, it was on the list of, in, on Just Watch, <laughs> places okay. you could watch this. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, before we move on, I just want to like mention something, which is, uh, so mm -hmm. my chick, my chick, uh, <laughs> she was, she's been like the last few months or weeks or whatever, she's been watching, um, uh, on Hulu, she's been watching, uh the to total divas you know that show <laughs> uh i know i kind of i've heard of so, it so total divas is like a reality show about the um women in wwe oh right okay got it but it's it's literally late it's like it's on e it's one mm. of those e reality shows okay where like it's like i know like nine you know half of this stuff is fake but it's also fun to see the women like who are fucking like wrestlers mm -hmm. like just living their lives and just doing stupid things and the interactions with each other mm -hmm. but um it got me actually thinking because towards the end it was like oh ronda rousey's coming ronda <gasps> rousey's coming and it made me really think about it i was like wait a minute so ronda rousey her first fight in the ufc was in 2013 right i don't remember what year but that sounds about it, right it wasn't it was in 2013 okay total divas became it became a tv show in 2013 it it aired in 2013 oh wow and like before total divas the women's division was it was there but it was okay yeah after total divas it became a it, it's huge it's monstrous now now okay. it's probably the more popular version so the people watching prefer mm -hmm. to watch the women wrestle as opposed to the men wrestle sometimes interesting it was such a smart thing yeah and i kind of feel like the growth of it is also because of ronda rousey oh you think like the the spillover 
uh, between like UFC fans and wrestling, like WWE fans. I one hundred percent. Yeah, I think you're right. I I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. And um, it's like, can you imagine, Dragon, mm-hmm. that a woman is such a this woman Ronda Rousey is such an important figure that literally she and she she affected major major things in two different fucking worlds yeah because i'll Related tell you right now worlds i would say like there's yeah, there's a lot of overlap. still yeah but still like because i even even like i'm a i'm a gym owner mm-hmm. i i've been doing jujutsu for for i've been doing mma for the last um 10 years mm-hmm. and i remember 10 years ago there was tournaments that would not even have women's division and like the owner would just say like i like i just lose money if yeah. I, like none of women sign up yeah. and like gyms not not a lot of women in there and then 2013 like it was a I, i'll tell you right now it was a sh- giant difference mm-hmm. you have pre ronda rousey and post ronda rousey yep. where suddenly women started coming into the gym and being like i want to do that i um, want to do jujitsu i want to do mma i want to f- i want to fight I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like, I I remember, so I had I had ended up at an MMA gym a little bit before this, and I actually remember going to watch Ronda Rousey's first fight at like a bar with I think a bunch of people from the gym, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, and how like exciting it was, <laughs> you know, like cool. D- and that there's something about like when she fought that mm-hmm. it was electric, and I remember as she kept winning, thing like. It was amazing how, like, suddenly ESPN is talking about her. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like, she's on Ellen. Like, n- people who don't watch MMA at all suddenly are, are talking about Ronda Rousey. Someone would find out at work. I remember being at a business meeting, and mm-hmm. someone mentioned, like, oh, Berto, so what do, you do? what do you do as a hobby? And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I do MMA. And the first thing the guy asked me was, like, what about that Ronda Rousey? Hmm. Like, it was very funny. doesn't know anything. It was literally, like, his, his first... The, the first mention, I, j- I just say MMA, and he just asked Ronda Rousey. Huh. Like, he didn't know anything else about it. So what so you're it, saying is women's, women's both wrestling and, and I mean, WWE wrestling and women's um, uh, mixed martial MMA. arts. Yeah, MMA. Uh, bo- all owe Ronda Rousey, like, all the awards. <laughs> like I a mean, Lifetime Achievement is, Award for doing this. She is a trans, um, transcending figure. Yeah. Is that, a private, is that the right word? I'm not sure what you were going for, but I I'm think that makes sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she is such a giant figure in yeah. in our world yeah. that it affected two major industries that were already established when she showed up. Yeah, she sure. showed up and like remember the WWE basically was like we're never gonna have a women's division. You mean the UFC? And then the UFC, I'm sorry, was like we're never gonna have a women's division. Yeah, because Dana White's a piece like, of shit. <laughs> Well, Dana White said he's we're not we're because he he saw it as like oh this this is just a it's like an attraction it's not mm-hmm. it's not a real fight, and then like and basically like you give him credit where credit's due, he, someone came in and was like no we're not an attraction, not yeah. only are we are we worthy of fighting here but we can make money and yeah. proved him wrong and he said well you know what you're right yeah. and then he <laughs> get, he put her on the roster and did all that yeah that's and then true WWE. Like I remember growing up watching wrestling, and like the women's division was was basically like just oh fitness models, mm-hmm. like doing bad wrestling. <laughs> and as I'm watching the Total Diva, first off, I love that show, <laughs> okay. Total Diva. As I'm watching it, I I was telling my chick like they are legitimately very good at yeah. wrestling, yeah. and so it, it's a stark difference from what I remember from the '90s mm-hmm. to what it is today. 
Like it is fina- the the level of athlete has changed and the level of wrestling has has gotten so much better mm-hmm. in the women's division. So no, I just wanted to point that out because I like I had thought about it last week and I was like, wow, like I kind of want to say this because I don't know, you know, <laughs> I just want to show off that I think about things. Yeah, right. You want to show off that you you also love the ladies <laughs> or yes, whatever the I, fuck. I enjoy the ladies. <laughs> you just so you know, be, Dragon. You can't be sexist. I enjoy. <laughs> I can't be sexist because I enjoy watching the women fight. Am I right? Yep. Uh, no, I think you're right. I mean, I I like Ronda Rousey. I've liked I've liked her the whole time. <laughs> I think she's yeah. she's a great athlete, and I think it for her, you know, it makes sense to be in the WWE now, and I think that's great for her. And I hope she continues to have success there, and also continues to act, even though she's not great at it. She was terrible at acting, but she was a yeah, decent action star. She has a yeah, presence. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and honestly, like, I didn't give a shit. I was like, Ronda Rousey's on the screen. I'm going to watch it. I don't care how bad she is. She did some fun judo throws and shit. That's great. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it's all great. I yeah. All right, um, Dragon. Very exciting, Berto. Thank you. You're welcome, I mean. You're welcome <laughs> for being such a genius. Yep, uh-huh. For being such a uh, women's uh, something, something. I support <laughs> I support the broads. Am I right, Dragon? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Dragon. Let's get into this before I get in trouble. Okay, sounds good. Um, okay, so I chose so, I chose the movie this time. Yeah, we're doing it, Dragon. We're yep. doing Dragon at the movies, the money maker. So, Dragon, <laughs> you chose yes. right. Why don't yep. you tell us what you chose and okay. all the deets? So I chose Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, which is a 2000, 2007 film um, directed by Jake Kasdan and starring John C. Riley, Jenna Fisher, Kristen Wiig, um, and a bunch of other people. Uh, although I feel like Kristen Wiig is not exactly. Anyway, um, and a bunch yeah, of other I people. Yeah, I agree. Um, she's just, John C. Riley and Jenna Fisher. Yeah, really. Um, it was made in 2007. Uh, it's available on HBO Max right now. It's an hour and 32 minutes, and it's a, it's a comedy. So um, you want a little breakdown? Yes, of course. We all love your breakdowns, right? Okay. Everyone. Uh, so Walk Hard is a comedy uh, parody movie of like all of the um, musician biopics that came out I, I like in the early 2000s and continue to come out, really. Um, but it was mostly the uh, um, Walk the Line, uh, Johnny Cash ripoff, I would say. Um, so yeah, it really just follows uh, our, our hero, Dewey Cox, as he um, becomes a famous musician, and it, it's very, it's very fun and very formulaic, and I, re- I really liked it. I don't know how else to say that because that's a, that's what it is. It's just a spoof. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Dragon. Musician movie. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, Dragon. If you gave me this, I'd be like, there's just too much. I, like, how am I gonna <laughs> condense this story Wait, into have... something simple? So, because can like, I tell you? you really can I tell you what details. the? Yeah, can I tell you what the IMDb um, uh, plot synopsis is? Yes. Okay, ready. Singer Dewey Cox overcomes adversity to become a musical legend. That's it. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's it's, the idea. It's not wrong, right? It's, it's not, not wrong. wrong. It's actually I mean, pretty correct. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. You should have read that. You should have just read oh, read that dragon, and that would have been your dragon of the movie. No, because you'll, you'll yell at me if I just re, if I cheat. <laughs> well, I wouldn't yell at you, but you know, you'll be disappointed. It's just not as much fun. It's really not. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a, a an extremely. I had a great time watching this. I I had only ever seen it one one other time in the movie theater, and I remember laughing hysterically. And maybe I didn't laugh as hard this time, but I definitely laughed a lot. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, I've seen this movie multiple times, Dragon. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, and I laughed just as hard this time as I had <laughs> the first time I've seen it. 
Oh, it's so fun. It's just got so, right. it's got so many good one liners too, which is like all I wrote down. The only shit I wrote down was like great one liners. <laughs> I took a lot of notes. I love this movie, by the way. I took a lot of notes. Okay. Um. All right, let's Dragon. So let, let's just go. Let me just say one fun fact. Yes. Fun fact. Fun fact. Love it. This script mm-hmm. was actually it was actually black. It was actually a blacklist script. So this script was floating around in Hollywood for years. Mm-hmm. And basically, people were like, "This is not going to be funny. This doesn't make sense at all." <laughs> and what? And let's be honest, it wouldn't be funny unless you had someone who is able to portray that silliness. So you needed a John C. Riley type, someone like like John C. Riley. Um, maybe like the best way I can describe it is like a, a Jim Carrey type, mm-hmm. which is like he's able to to do a serious movie he's been able to portray a seriousness during a completely ridiculous concept yeah um and actually that that reminds me of like uh ace ventura which was another movie that was like floating in hollywood for years mm-hmm. and like nobody was it was attached to everyone and everyone would always say like this doesn't fucking make sense how do you have a a, a movie about a detective for <laughs> pets <laughs> and then and it what it did was it took it it took someone as good as yeah. jim carrey to make it that good yeah so i feel like the same i feel like with a different actor a different comedic actor this would not work at all it's because john c Riley was able to pull that off mm-hmm. that this movie is so fucking funny uh yeah i i think you're absolutely right i mean the the cast in this movie is crazy good it is insane yeah. doing small parts like yeah. literally <laughs> they come in for a couple lines and then they walk away probably my favorite uh, cameo is mm-hmm. is um, number one is oh, fuck, what was this guy that played Elvis Jack oh White. my god Jack White he was that Jack was hilarious White. I had to at that point Angie I was like I was like first of all this Elvis impression is spot on Elvis in the gross years <laughs> I love it so much uh, but Andrew had to be like that's Jack White I was like what <laughs> and uh, Frankie Munez as Buddy Holly so fucking good. hilarious because so he's just like he looks like a child which is exactly what buddy holly looked like he looked like I, a fucking child i have no idea what buddy holly looked like i realized that when i was watching this i was like oh, i don't know who buddy but how buddy holly looks like i don't i have no idea buddy holly looked like a child he had those oversized glasses and then the fucking dumb suit and he just <laughs> he well he was also like a 20 he was like 21 years old when he died yeah yeah something like that he fucking went down on an airplane because he, yeah. he won a fucking coin toss by the way <laughs> that's why he died Rough, he was dude. not supposed to be on the plane. Him, I think, and one of his bandmates basically were like, hey, I'll, I'll flip you a coin to see who wins. And they flipped the coin, and Buddy Holly won. And he's like, cool. And then that, that, one, that plane goes down with, uh, along with the big bopper. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, um, oh, man, who was the other guy that went down? The guy who sang La Bamba. Oh, um, I don't remember his name. No, not uh, – yeah, wasn't La Bamba? I can't remember. Anyway, the, the, um, they went down. And uh, I'm gonna remember the name in like two th- in two minutes, and I'm gonna fucking kick myself because I hate. Oh, Richie Valen. There Valen. you go. There yes. you go. Yeah. You I'm it. the fucking man. So they went down. That, by the way, is also that that moment is called the day the music died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But, I know. There's a whole song about it. That, yeah, I know. Amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on because I, I'm gonna probably go on a lot of music changes because I love rock and roll history. By the way. Yeah, you really do. Well, you love so, history of a lot of things. Yes, the rock that and roll is history is up there. Uh, okay, should we start? Should we start with uh, <laughs> Dewey Cox's origin story about when he was a kid? The yes, the walk the line 
uh, spoof of this movie. Yeah. He has a couple of walk the line spoofs. Yeah. I but, mean, overall, uh, that's clearly like the vibe. Yeah, that, it really, that we're going it really for. the main movie parodies is walk the line. I mean, it starts with fucking him staring like, like at the wall and yeah. like someone comes over and is like, no, no, no. Dewey's got to think about his entire life before he, he plays before he every plays, concert, yeah. which is exactly how Walk the Line starts. It's just fucking, uh, <laughs> what's his name, staring at the wall. So it's like Johnny really Cash. funny. Yeah, Johnny Cash, sorry. It's like just Johnny Cash staring at the wall, like fucking like, what the fuck is he doing? And then it's just like, <laughs> it's great that they just call it out. Like, yeah, what is he doing? He's just staring <laughs> at that wall, thinking about his life. It, uh, you know what else it made me think of? It made me think of that uh, that movie that came out uh, a couple years ago with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. What was it? That was really oh, good. Um, Everybody liked it. A Star it is Born. Great. A Star is Star Born. Is born. Um, it made me think of that, too. Like, it had real Star is Born vibes as well. <laughs> Just like any country thing, I think. That's like a, a biopic of, like, a, a country musician, I think, has the same kind of tropes in it. Whether or not yeah, it's I mean, like all real these, life or if, fake. If we're going to be honest, all these fucking like bio musical biopic movies have the same fucking trope. So it's great that one movie came out literally parrying, not only parrying every single one of them, yeah. but then like having so it being so brilliant that it's able to parry movies that haven't even come out yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's it's just it's the scream for its genre, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's perfect perfect description, Dragon. Or I guess oh not, my god, not that scream. is so brilliant. It's the uh, what's the what's the spoo- scary movie? It's the scary movie for its um, uh, actually scream its... is actually a better a better well, one no, because it spoof, was it's a spoof comedy. That would be I, I know what you're movie. saying, but sc- the point of scream was to make fun of all the tropes. Well, it was to it was to create like the platonic ideal, <laughs> I would say. I mean, yeah, it made okay. fun of them, but it's also like a, I don't know. It's, I know it was self-aware, but I would still say that it was still taking it very seriously. Whereas okay. Scary Movie was the spoof of it. Okay, okay. I anyway, I'll die it. on this hill. <laughs> <That's what> I'm, <laughs> saying. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Let's move on. I yeah, think yeah. you're. I think you're wrong. But okay. the scream of, scream, scream of its time. That's the, the scream. One. Yeah, the scream of its the time. Scream. But I, I, I'm, scream of its Scary Movie. Anyway, um, I the so Dewey Cox's origin story is that. Spoilers, obviously, for this is that the uh, entire movie is gonna be spoilers. Let's just fucking yeah, yeah it's fine. Um, he cut he cut his uh his little brother in half with a machete on accident. His <laughs> super talented <laughs> brother. His his brother who played the piano so well and was a composer already. You're gonna be a famous composer or whatever. And, was and then like talking the, about how he's gonna be an astronaut and the president <laughs> and uh play baseball and. <laughs> super prodigy and he cut him in half and then uh what's it called my favorite thing is uh as the kids are playing because this is like all they're doing is just playing horrifically violent things like Like, the uh, most dangerous things you could possibly do on a farm as children my my chick literally just said this is exactly what little boys do is they just they if you turn around for too long they kill each other they're they're trying to kill each other (laughs) or themselves yeah Jumping so, into bullpens and shit. It's, like, like it's exactly it's exactly what, what male children do. They always almost kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so that was hilarious. Um and yeah, so he basically cuts his own his brother in half with a machete. Mm-hmm. And there were some good lines here too. So after he cuts his brother in half, uh I, his brother goes, Yeah, the top half of him is on the ground and the, and his legs are like still standing up next to him. And he goes, I'm cut in half pretty bad, Dewey. <laughs> My favorite was the doctor comes yeah, out and he's like, 
<laughs> this is one of the worst cases of being cut in half I've ever seen. And then his father was like, God damn it. I'm not a doctor. Speak English. <laughs> it's so good. The whole movie. It's just every every other line of me being like, God damn There's it. <laughs> so many fucking good lines. The like immediately afterwards, he, he like turns to his mom and he's like, Mom, I, I can't smell. And he's like, no, you can't smell blonde. Huh, <laughs> Which is, of course, the from Ray. Mm-hmm. Yep, the the blind, the blindness mm-hmm. thing. Yep, yep, yep. Which is very, very funny. And I, I like that it comes up every once in a great while. <laughs> yeah, um, my favorite thing is you forget the fact that he he can't smell yeah. until someone brings it up, and then in, he immediately gets angry. Yeah, like he's so angry that they don't know he can't smell. <laughs> so <laughs> like you legitimately forget until someone says something all like someone says something like literally forgetting it yeah. and then he's just like no i can't smell like he's about <laughs> to fight them you know i used to work with somebody who had no sense of smell that is horrifying because if you have no sense of smell your taste buds are almost are like very dull yeah her lunches were just like gross like whatever it's just like she ate a lot of tuna to be honest <laughs> no. she's Ugh, like well whatever geez. i mean it's good for me and I can't taste it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and also, I bet you a flavor like that is the only thing you can really taste. Yeah, or probably. You, you get like a little bit of whatever the fuck is in, in tuna where you don't need your sense of smell for and that's it. Anyway. I remember my, my, my dad used to eat a raw onion. Like, oh, a, like he would bite out of it like an apple. I can only imagine he had no sense of smell. That doesn't sound pleasant. No, it doesn't sound pleasant at all, but it's horrifying. Anyway. Yeah. Well, so, hey, let's keep going. <laughs> let's go back to the movie. So, okay. um... I also love love that he learned to play the guitar literally in one sitting and then immediately became a blues singer. Yeah, of course, of course. As you do. <laughs> of course. And immediately was singing. And it's just because he heard some guys singing the blues in the back of a, a like a store. And again, being in front of the Ray Charles movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then we fast forward. He is now an adult. No, well, no, no, no. He is we a get the high school years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which but I was like, we, when we fast forward to him in high school, I was like, oh man, John C. Riley really does play him in high school, doesn't he? And I, I just love the way that they were like, the mother going into the back with all the high schoolers, like all the appropriately aged actors who were back there, and then John C. Riley and her being like, her being like, my favorite 14 year old son. <laughs> <laughs> how are you Dewey? <laughs> just... <laughs> it's so funny it's so funny that she has to call it out um i also love the fact that the dad literally his he, the only thing he says in the entire movie is just the wrong kid died <laughs> <laughs> the whole time <laughs> over and over <laughs> again from walk the line by the way yeah yeah uh, i also love uh how um kristen wig <laughs> so kristen wig plays his, plays his, his wife his girlfriend mm-hmm. and then and then later his wife and i just love her whole running gag is that she doesn't believe in him the whole time no matter how much yeah. success he has and she just keeps telling him that. he had a number one hit song and she's like when are you gonna quit this music thing it's not gonna work you're never gonna make it. he's like i have a number one con- song in the country <laughs> and then she there's a there's a scene where she's talking on the phone with him and like they're like okay love you and she's like okay love you you're gonna fail okay bye <laughs> <Just ends up>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and Kristen Wiig it, like delivering those lines is just the funnest thing it's it's great she is 
such a she is a treasure she is yeah. so fucking good in this and it's also like it, it almost makes me wish that she was in more of this movie yeah but honestly like the the movie should be focused on john c Riley. there's no you, like it yeah, just sucks because it's course. like i really wish you were in this more because you're so fucking funny yeah but i don't know where else to put you yeah no I, her, um, her role is per- perfect i feel like kristen wig too is so good uh, no matter like what role she's in i feel like she plays she consistently plays it perfectly and yeah like, she's so good she she like won't overstay her welcome in anything it's just great did yeah. you see did you see that new movie that came out mm, late last year or early this new year movie her? that came out they really narrowing it down dragon with kristen wick <laughs> oh okay <laughs> no i don't know what you're talking about okay hold on uh i'll look it up but uh, yeah uh, ahead, I, look it up yeah i'll look it up no, you I'll talk just, now. i'll just sit here no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Don't. I don't know what to talk about. Don't don't sit here inside. Anyway, so, need to talk. so um, another thing I loved about I call it the Buddy Holly segment. Uh-huh. Or no, this is actually um, it's not Buddy Holly. It's more like uh, who's the guy who sang uh, "Great Balls of Fire"? Oh, um, Jerry Lee Lewis. There you go. So the uh, it's a Jerry Lee Lewis segment is he starts singing in the talent show about like, oh, you know, I want to ho- take my hand. He sings a song called "Take My Hand," which is just about two people holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> to which. All the kids immediately get up, start dancing, yeah. and then like literally like almost having sex, and then they everyone just starts fighting, and then the the priest is calling it the devil's music. It's like it's a song about holding hands. It's like you know who holds hands, you know what holding hands is for for the devil to hold them. Yep, that's exact. I wrote I wrote down almost the exact same line. You you know who got hands? The devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, so good. By the way, the Kristen Wake movie that I was talking about is um, Barb and Star go visit uh, Vista Del Mar. Oh, you? you just made that movie up. I never heard of it before. Uh, I'm um, surprised I don't you believe this is another thing that you just make up in your head and you don't tell other. No, people. it's really good. It's a it's like yeah. an absurd kind of comedy. I, you might like it. It's Kristen. I Wake. will probably How, watch it because How, I do love. You Kristen can't go Wake. wrong. Yeah, you literally can't go wrong. Um, um, okay. Anyway. Yes. Look, look, I feel like, honestly, the best way to go through this movie is just to go through the different segments because there's no other way. Yeah. We're just going to be jumping from spot to spot. So um, the next segment, which is, of course, uh, back to Ray Charles, which is he's now mopping floors at a nightclub <laughs> at, a, at a black, like, yeah, yeah. at a black, uh, what kind of club is it? I guess it's an R&B I don't know. I, I, Some type of club. But anyway, he's mopping name, the floor. To name a genre of music he's, that isn't like the whitest genre of music in the world. Is <laughs> he's, all right. So he's 16. He's yeah. now mopping floors at a, let's say a black blues yeah, a place. Good, anyway, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. He And uh, <laughs> the owner just keeps saying, my customers come here to dance erotically. How are they going to do that if you're talking to them instead of mopping floors? <laughs> I cracked up every single time he said that. <laughs> yeah, he said it like three times that his, his customers are here to dance erotically, which is exactly <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> he has to like take over and then he sings exactly the way that the uh, that the original singer does it. So he has the, 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 the black inflection and everything. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> my, my, favorite, my favorite part of that is when the uh, guy comes over and goes, no pressure, but the, the suits from the record label are here. And, oh, and it's just Hasidic juice. <laughs> I I agree. I don't know why that is so funny. It shouldn't be. But it's be. It really, so it, fucking funny. It's because you expect to see some like old stodgy white dude, and you just get guy like, well, Hasidic juice I mean, with a, the curly cues and the fucking outfit. It's a play on the joke of like, oh, the uh, the Jews run run yeah. the media. 
No, I get it, like, but it's still not, hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, and then they jump into the recording scene yeah. <laughs> where he's just singing fucking uh, That's Amore. Yeah. He, he was just singing Rockabilly. Yeah, yeah. If we're gonna be honest, this is this is like a play on the Elvis thing, yeah. where like it's like, oh, he's gonna do rockabilly, and then instead of doing rockabilly, Elvis just went like, ah, fuck this, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do old like blues music, mm-hmm. but a little more upbeat, mm-hmm. and that's how pretty much rock became came, yeah. came to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that scene, fucking hilarious, because he <laughs> it literally just calls out exactly what happens in every movie, which is like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you another shot. And then yeah, they're like, right? all right, you have 15 seconds to prove to me what you have. <laughs> 15 se- Like he says it so for like a good minute as to <laughs> you have to, unless you're going to wow me, you're going to give me something so amazing, so authentic that it's going to change your life forever. <laughs> I think, I think it actually might be longer than a minute where he's like building this up. But, and I love, I love that like, play on the trope too of like a musician is so good that he just makes up the best the best song in the world on the spot and like all the other musicians <laughs> just like can go ahead and follow it and it's totally fine i mean if we're a dragon i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna lie the the early days of fucking rock music they basically would do that i don't care <laughs> it's i'm, still, I'm it's not even hilarious. joking they would be like it wouldn't happen like in a minute but they would basically like sit there and like just jam mm-hmm. and like th- just come like he like basically what elvis would do is he would sing a blues riff mm-hmm. um and then the guys would just like play a blues riff and then just go and they would basically just jam yeah and then like hey this two minute segment was really good this should be a song and then they would like put that together and make and then be like okay we're gonna focus on this right and that's basically how early that's how ro- rockabilly between became rock right it's fucking it's, crazy, but it still it still reminded me of the the scene in um A Star Is Born when they like sing a perfect duet together that they've never seen. Oh yeah, in their life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that yeah. seems right. That seems about right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so he fucking gets the biggest con- the biggest song in the country. That's literally like, hey, this song was just recorded like two minutes ago. Yeah, I believe it said. I believe the the radio station guy said recorded thirty five minutes ago, right here, and blah blah blah. <laughs> and then play the song. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious, but he yeah. basically becomes a hit, and uh, then he's touring, and then pretty much the scene that we talked about earlier, which is probably our like one of my favorite scenes, was he's now touring with. Uh, it's Dewey Cox, mm-hmm. it's the Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, and Elvis. <laughs> yeah. To which Elvis shows up. It's like El- Elvis wants to leave early tonight, so he he took top billing, <laughs> or, or whatever it is. He yeah, he, st- yeah. he went out first, and then fucking Jack White comes out and basically talks exactly the way Elvis talks, which is uh, which is where you're like, I'm, I think he's I think he's on pills right now. <laughs> And then surrounded by women because he was just crushing puss left and right. Yep, yep. Elvis just high as a kite, just wandering around mumbling some shit to you, but it's like kind of threatening. And then <laughs> telling people, look, the, the the Elvis stories that you could say are fucking the greatest stories ever. He would tell people he knew karate. So what he would do is he had like two or three friends of his who would hang out with them. And every now and then he would just do karate moves to them. And they kind of just knew, hey... Elvis is going to, like, <laughs> fucking judo flip me or do some fucking kick to me. And I just have to take it and laugh. And then I can hang out with him for the rest of the, for the, for the, for another week before he decides to do this again. Oh, my God. What a mess. It's like hanging out with you. At some point, <laughs> yes. 
Berto's gonna fucking try and break your arm or something. Just ignore him. Like, he'll stop. <laughs> like, every single Elvis story I've ever heard is the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Just so you know. He's a fucking psycho. He is literally a, a man of legends. Dude, it's fame, fucking great. Fame and money absolutely ruin people. It's just like we are not meant to handle it. It, it just well, like just makes imagine you, if you have a famous crazy. Just imagine if you're Elvis and you have a, you become overnight famous. Mm-hmm. You used to be a truck driver and now you're like 25 years old and it's like, hey, guess what? You're the most important person who's ever existed. <laughs> So you're like, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start learning karate. (laughs) (laughs) The coolest coolest thing at the time. (laughs) Really, truly. Yeah, and they showed the Big Bopper playing that stupid song about the fucking phone. (laughs) One of my favorite things is that the Big Bopper had two big hips. And one of them was the was one where he just would pick up a phone and be like, "Hello, lady." (laughs) Fucking awful song. Awful song. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, man. that scene is very good. I just oh. Dewey Cox having to like just over explain like, okay, so you want Buddy Holly to go on, and then Elvis, and then me. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Okay. Um, yeah. So then we get, of course, him uh, hit one of his big orgy scenes, and Dragon, your favorite, <gasps> male and female nudity. I know. I was really excited, and that dick, that dick was on screen for a long time. Yes, I really, I really truly appreciate it. <laughs> yes, I truly appreciate it too. So rare that you get just a straight dick on screen, right? To everyone's annoyance, and I'm just like, thank you, thank you so much. I'm, I'm look, I'm here, I'm here for the equality. Okay, <laughs> I'm here for the equality. Also, that dick was on there. That this is a rated R movie, and that dick was on there for much longer than I thought would be allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, All right, Dragon. So he Dewey Cox starts getting. You know, well, he gets on weed. <laughs> I do love <laughs> the first scene of him on drugs. Yeah. Which is he walks in and he's like, "What are you, what are you guys doing in here?" He's like, "We're smoking reefer. You can't <laughs> smell it." And he's just like, "No." <laughs> he's so angry. The uh, the explanation though, the explanations every time he's introduced to a new drug are some of my favorite things. So the, oh, yeah, like the... in- introducing weed, he's like, "Well, I don't want a hangover," and they're like, "It doesn't cause a hangover." You know, and I was like, "Get out of here, Dewey! You don't want none of this." <laughs> it's like it's terrible. It doesn't. I don't want a hangover. It doesn't cause a hangover. It's awful. <laughs> it's like I don't want to get addicted. It's not habit forming. <laughs> will will it will it make me will it make me want to stop having sex it's like it makes sex better (laughs) it's like you don't want this he's like actually i kind of think i do i kind of think i do want it i would like to try it actually (laughs) it's it's great and after that that, yeah i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say the coke one was my favorite like oh the cocaine is like dewey cox on cocaine was hilarious i was like oh he's punk now Yeah, he, he starts, first of all, he walks in on them doing cocaine, and he's just like, what are you guys doing? And he was like, oh, we're uh, we're doing cocaine. He's like, what, what does it do? It takes all your bad thoughts and turns them into good ones. <laughs> no, it takes all your bad feelings and turns them into good ones. He's like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I think I kind of want that. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that actually and sounds he, really good. He, he took cocaine because his mother died. By, uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dewey started doing it, taking it because his mother died. Mm-hmm. Right. She fell, again hilarious she, she, she fell out a window she was dancing to his music fell out a window and then the radio landed on her head <laughs> killing her to which the dad said that's what your music is doing it's killing people 
And then as he walks away, he's like, the wrong kid died. <laughs> that joke never got old, by the way, in the movie. No, it, it did not. Every did. single time he came back and said it, I fucking love it. It was funny every single time. It, just like Kristen Wiig, every time she shit on him, it was funny. <laughs> no matter yeah. what. But yeah, he then starts doing punk music, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, and it's just the same song, but played like a punk song. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. The, honestly, the lyrics make more sense. <laughs> this is like fake <laughs> than most song punk songs. Than it, literally every other punk song that I've ever heard. It's just, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And this is when we, of course, meet uh, his his uh, love interest. His June. Darlene. Not his wife, his nope. love interest, which is Darlene, <laughs> uh, who's played by, of course, our beloved Jenna Fisher. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious because she she walked up and I was like, is that Amy Adams? And she was like, no. <laughs> it's Jenna Fisher. And I was like, yeah. oh, what? My bad. My bad. <laughs> you know what? I, now that you pointed out, it you kinda does kind of look right? a little bit. Yeah, now that I see it. Yeah. And in the movie, she's like kind of redhead. She's got boobs. And I don't know. <laughs> just, just, she was like Amy Adams for a second. Okay. <laughs> not really, but okay. I can, I can see what your confusion is, second. but not really. Anyway, and then I, and then Andrew's like the office, and I was like, oh right, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, back to Johnny Cash, by the way. Where yeah. oh his uh, what's it called? One of the choir singers is his love interest. Yeah. But um, it, the fucking duet song they sing <laughs> is the best song in the movie, which is just nothing but it's but not- sexual innuendos. Yeah, it, it's it, it is it is very very good. <laughs> It is hilarious, and then the segment where they're just like, they're they're eating ice cream, basically like <laughs> like like she's eating ice cream like she's sucking a dick, and he's yeah. eating ice cream like he's licking a vagina. Yes, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they're hammering things. They're like riding horses. They're doing all these things because they're trying to be friends. Yeah, and like oh, we're just gonna be friends. That's it. Yeah, just friends. Which of course my favorite thing was when she runs off and kisses him, and she's like, no. I I just want to be friends. And then he's like, okay. And then they go to kiss and she kisses him like, I can't. We're friends. Uh, and she and slaps him like yeah. six times. <laughs> that was, that's my favorite part of it. <laughs> he's like, okay. She's like, how dare you? And just hits him over and over again when she's the one that's doing that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's hilarious. And then, of course, they get married. Yeah. So well, before before that, she she like it, it sleeps in his bunk as friends in the tour of bus course. as friends. As friends do. And her, the line that I wrote down from this is, uh, <laughs> she's talking about how, like, last night I had a dream, Dewey. <laughs> I had a dream about you um, and a man's touch. And by a man's touch, I mean a penis in my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody finally admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, so he gets married to her so they can have sex. And, of course, it's like... <laughs> That's when his wife shows up. <laughs> With like 15 kids. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that she was like, you can't, you can't be married if you're already married. And he's like, but, but, but I married her. I didn't, I didn't cheat on you. I married her. I did the right thing. <laughs> it's so funny how in his head, he's like, what? I, I, I did the right thing. I did what you're supposed to do. It's almost like he left, he left uh, high school at 14. <laughs> To work <laughs> and didn't know anything oh, about man. the world yeah and then we get the drugged up dewey mm-hmm. which is again hilarious 
him just fucking swapping wives, banging everything in sight, doesn't give a fuck, <laughs> getting high and like falling on stage. Hilarious. <laughs> well, the, my, my favorite part is when he busts into the room and sees the, uh, like, you know, we had marijuana, we had cocaine, now we're at pills. He's like, yeah. busts in the room. The and uppers he, and downers. Yeah, yeah, uppers and downers. The logical next step <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Uh, so then, of course, he has to go to rehab, to which you get the hilarious scene of him. He's like shivering and he's like, oh, we no. need blankets. And then he's like, I'm sweating too much. We, doctor, we need less blankets. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. It was so but stupid. It but killed funny. me. I, I just, all I wrote down for that note is the blanket gag. LOL. That's all I wrote. Down. It's so fucking good. It's just also such a like. 1950s ish like here's how we're gonna help you in rehab by doing absolutely nothing <laughs> well no i mean it kind of is the thing where you have to sweat out the the fucking the drugs sure like it's when you're, you're on just heroin gonna be, you you're just to, gonna go through no withdrawals. When, well yeah no you have to go for withdrawal and like yeah. the only like there's no there's nothing we can do to help you go for withdrawal you just have to fucking fight it out which is like which of course the reason why this blanket scene is in there is because in the movie ray when he's going in rehab Mm -hmm. They show him going for withdrawal, and it's just him, like, shivering underneath a blanket. <laughs> so the fact that they're just like, he needs more blankets and less blankets, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's just hilarious how they're like, well, in movies, they show someone coming off of heroin, but heroin by him shivering and needing yeah. blankets. So yeah. let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Darlene comes back to him, and then they get married. And then we enter the 60s dragon. Finally, we enter the 60s psychedelic time. Nice. Which is the late 60s. Yeah, late 60s and early 70s. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, of course, it's a few years later. He's now in the part of the counterculture movement. <laughs> He's like, I just, it's hard for me to write a song when there's so much injustices in the world. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like this part. I like this is where like the Beatles come in as well, and like uh, what's his face? Um, oh God damn it! I don't know why I don't write these I, things. Like, oh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, probably my favorite music parody is the Bob Dylan parody <laughs> because it's, just random it's words. exactly it's exactly Bob Dylan, which is just like random words said in yeah. a poetic tone with him just like singing in a certain way <laughs> with a guitar and. Everyone is just looking around like, yeah, this is so insightful. <laughs> Although his bandmates are like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> One of them is like, you guys are idiots. This is deep. <laughs> Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows says it. Oh, yes. Tim Meadows is so He's, good. Tim Meadows in this, is a fucking gem in this movie. <laughs> he really is. It's so fucking funny. Um, I, but my, I think my favorite thing in this is the Beatles in India. I was like, this yeah, is actually, when he goes to, this is exactly how I think the Beatles were in India too. Like um, th this is word for word what I'm pretty sure happened. <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes, like, cause I know, I know how the Beatles were. I yeah. wrote in my notes, this is the best Beatle imitations I've ever <laughs> Right. <laughs> because it, it like, how do we portray the Beatles in two minutes of screen time yeah. and get them perfectly? And it was like, no, this is exactly who they were. Like yeah. you have fucking Paul and John kind of kind of arguing and not they didn't really like each other. No. Kind of. And no, then I mean they they butted heads a lot, it seems like. Yeah. They butted heads a lot and they are constantly trying to like like Brian uh, not Brian, I'm sorry. Like Paul is always like, I'm the I'm the leader of the Beatles, not yeah. you. Yeah. I was the leader of the Beatles. And then you have fucking Ringo who's literally just he's just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line. 
<laughs> and this was, oh, shut up. You're lucky we still let you play the drums. <laughs> so good. I also, I realized when I was watching this, I was like, man, I don't know anything about George Harrison other than he was just like the guitar player in the Beatles. <laughs> George Harrison was just the guy who was like, man, I'm just here for the music. I want to make music. Yeah. So which is why he was so beautiful. When he was so perfect when he was just like, yeah, I'm just looking at these ceilings and like remembering of the first times when we were uh, doing small clubs. <laughs> to which Paul is like, yes, I remember because I booked those shows. I'm the leader of the Beatles. <laughs> and that's another cameo in Jack Black just playing Paul McCartney. Jack Black, Paul Rudd, Justin Long, and Jason Schwartzman. So fucking the good. Perfect, the perfect Beatles in this. Literally. They should actually just be in the Beatles biopic. <laughs> they should just play the Beatles biopic, which is just going to be this for two hours straight. And I will say this is the best Beatles biopic it ever will be, made. It will be so good. Did you watch Did you watch the, um, with uh, Rami Malek, the um, Queen biopic? No, I didn't. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to that. Loved it. <laughs> I really, really loved it. I just, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't bring I also, myself to watch that. I mean, did I love it because I just like Queen? Yes. And it's just like mostly all the Queen songs. Yes. <laughs> but that's that's <laughs> exactly probably the reason why I would hate it is because I do love Queen, and it would just be like, oh God, this is not right. No, this I think is you, terrible. I think you should watch it. You just get to no. listen. It's an hour and a half of Queen songs. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's great. <laughs> It's absolutely great. They also did like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the um, uh, Live Aid. Uh, yeah, that's part of the, the reason end. why I hate it. It's why I hated it. I'm like, wait, what do you mean they just they basically just did a shot-for-shot shot remake? It's like, it was great. Isn't that I like 20 it. minutes? Yeah, and it's it like is. yeah, 20 minutes. It's like 20 minutes of the movie is just a fucking concert. Like, what yeah. the fuck am I doing? I, excuse me, have you ever seen that concert? It's so yes, good. Yes, it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> that's why. That's why I would hate it. Watching a I, bad imitation of it. Do you understand Lisa, how much I would hate it? After we after we watched uh, that one, uh, the Queen one, me, I just like spent the next year basically putting on that Live Aid YouTube video every once in a while and just being like, "This is so that good." Fucking, the, the, that 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 segment, that them that whatever however many how many songs did they do? Like four or five? Yeah, something. Like whatever that. it was, that is some some of the best live music yeah. you will ever hear. In it your literally life. fucking. Is amazing i also i'm such a sucker for um crowd for when the crowd like is so incredibly in love with what's going on and can like participate um because it's like a you know there's something beautiful about this like group activity that you're all doing and you're all having the same feelings at the same time and like kind of you know coming together as a group i love it so much and it makes me like teary-eyed whenever i watch it so that's also like that live aid concert is exactly that and i'm always like oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> what's also amazing about it is that at that point in their career, mm -hmm. they were considered like they were done. Yeah. That was it. They were over. Like they're bringing these guys. Oh, look, these has-beens are coming in. Remember yeah. them? They used to be awesome. And yeah. they came in and tore the fucking place down. Yeah, it turns like, out everyone no, loves Queen. It, it turns out that they are amazing musicians. And when they sang their song, like it, everyone basically came away going like, no, Queen, Queen won the day. Yeah. Queen won the day. It it tore it. They destroyed that place. It was fucking amazing well, for a has been for a band <laughs> that at that point was like there there has been at this point. And you know what's hilarious too? Like one of the one of the songs they play, um, Radio Gaga. I'm like, I don't even like this song. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not really, even, it's, a, it's, it's an not average a good song. song. Yeah. It's, but but it's a queen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing. All right, uh, Dragon. Freddie Mercury is so good. <laughs> anyway. Yes. We gotta get back to this. Okay, okay. We'll come back from our Freddie Mercury hour. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, then we can we can do a four hour and then them on on Freddie Mercury and the okay, Queen. That okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. I'm into that. I'll pick so, that. Then my next movie is gonna be that Queen biopic just for you. 
Thank you so much. All right, Jagan. Uh, yes. So, yeah, so Dewey Cox gets addicted to, to more drugs. He now starts doing LSD because scientists made it. <laughs> and he basically does the Brian Wilson thing of yep. taking so much LSD and then trying to make the perfect album. Oh, I loved it. I was like, which is, ooh. <laughs> I mean, that that's basically what Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Wilson, Wilson did. Yeah, it's the Beach Boys. He, that's a, that yeah. one Beach Boys album that everybody's like, yeah, it's pretty good, but it's weird. <laughs> no, kind of. So Pet Sounds was, Brian Wilson wrote Pet Sounds. Yeah. Basically like, hey, you, you, like his brothers went out to tour and he's mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to stay home and make this, this album. And then when they came back, they were like, what the fuck is he doing? He won't <laughs> even have us in the, in the studio. He's doing other shit. Like yeah. every now and then he'll ask us to come in and sing a song. Yeah. And like they were like I don't know, like they were all annoyed, super like pissed off. Um, and by the way, the the studio musicians in there were like, this is some of the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I heard in my life. That's and then amazing. he puts out, and that album becomes Pet Sounds, yeah. which is widely considered as the greatest album of all time. Yeah. Um, and he was he was actually like, I am going to I'm going to one up the Beatles. <laughs> so what he, Brian Wilson decided to do was take so much LSD oh my God. that to, to help enhance the music. Cause that's what he did with pet sounds. Uh -huh. yep. And he took so much LSD. He lost his fucking mind. Yeah. And his mind was already uh, on the brink. <laughs> it yeah. Was... His mind was going and that one really just drove it over the wall. In fact, he only got one song out before yeah. he, um, before he lost his mind yeah and uh i mean that's considered one of the greatest songs of all time uh oh, fuck is that song yeah, I, don't know. I hate the fact that i can't go on and i'm gonna remember it in like two seconds um I, I remember yeah i, I sorry i'm i was also trying to think of that song and then i was like fuck i don't remember what we were talking about <laughs> yeah. we're talking about walk around the dewey cox story okay okay i'm back in i'm back in <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the, I, I, I like the, I like the part of this where like, we're, so we're basically doing like the, he does the drug thing, gets, goes to rehab, blah, blah, blah. And then he's doing the like, uh, rehab performer who like can't write songs anymore because he yeah. doesn't do drugs or have fun. And then he like mm -hmm. tries to reconnect with his like 57 children <laughs> that he has. Um, and I thought, I thought that was very fun. Yeah. He basically, like I did, I did love the fact that he was trying to, uh, what's it called he was trying to like do a tv show which is big, exactly what you would do back then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh right I skipped so over a lot the of TV these show like part, has been yeah. yeah a lot of these has been like i'm I'm saying has been it's like they fucking had giant careers and then it's like well i'm sorry you're not like it, i don't i don't say has been as like a terrible thing mm -hmm. so these has been like artists would then start making like tv shows where they're like, oh, you know, this is comedy, this is uh, yeah, a variety bit of drama, shows, some, variety shows, yeah, variety yeah. shows, and it was they were fun. Yeah, the seventies seemed to be just like the seventies and eighties were just full of these like weird variety shows where it was just like somebody with a with a name, and they were just like, you know what, put you on TV, we'll see how it goes. I mean, if, Dragon, if we're gonna be honest, yeah, it, they're still doing that, but with reality shows. Oh yeah, that's true. It's like, I oh, guess. you you were you were a rapper back in the eighties or mm -hmm. the nineties. Yeah. Uh, let's have a TV show where your kids think you're stupid. Well, I I mean, there's you know, it's it makes sense because there's that great re name recognition, right? <laughs> like that's yeah, and that's then people fun. are like, yes, I want to see what your life is now. Yeah, yeah, I kind of do, honestly, kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I gotta uh, wait for the biopic to come out. <laughs> that's just not as fun. <laughs> Who knows how long that'll take? <laughs> By the way, Dragon, I remember the song from Brian Wilson. Okay, what is it? It was Good Vibrations, which again, considered one of the greatest songs of all time. He put that out, that song out, and then that after that, he lost his fucking mind. 
So, okay. Back Brian Wilson's not dead, right? No, he is still alive. Uh, he he did put out the that that album that he was trying to make, uh, which was Smile, and um, oh yeah, it just wasn't as good. And it also like it wasn't at the time. But he's still he's still a musical genius. I mean, yeah, he he wrote Pet Sounds. That's yeah. it. I he's, mean, like, he's, he's always he's been a musical in... genius, but unfortunately, also it, it has severe mental illness. So yeah, he, I mean, he lost his fucking brain. He lost yeah. his mind. Yeah, there was a a movie uh, about him. Yeah, Actually, I saw I saw it a few years ago. It was maybe so five good. or six I think years it was, ago. Um, love and love and something. Mm, Dragon. What's the name of that movie? I'm not going to remember the name of the movie. Love and Mercy. Uh, wow, I would not have remembered love that. Love and Mercy. He Why? Brian because Wilson. That's one of his songs. I am pretty sure that he played a concert in my neighborhood like a few years ago after that movie came out. Interesting. Or maybe right before. I think oh right wait, after, he though. did. Yes, he yeah. did. We could hear You're it. Right. Because <laughs> I was invited to go. And then when I tried to go, uh, the tickets sold out. And I was oh like, Damn yeah, it. that All makes right. sense. Well, but you know, you know, it was an outdoor concert. You could have just like hung around the outside of it. It was like yeah, it, it was like on a parking lot. <laughs> I got things to do, Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised it sold out though. It's Brian Wilson. Yeah. I I do but... remember um, walking by it and thinking, wow, he looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. He is old. And, yeah. He's but hopefully, old hopefully, he didn't lose his mind that day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the thing about like. Oh, it's like um Daniel Johnston. Like me, 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 Andrew and one of our friends went and saw Daniel Johnston, um a, a long time ago at this point, probably like nine years ago. In playing, he just happened to be playing in my hometown, so we did a road trip up to my hometown and saw Daniel Johnston play because we thought that he would probably die really soon and we would never get to see him do yeah, a smart, do a live smart. show. And it was halfway right. We actually did get to see him again after that, but um he he died recently, so. I guess we were okay. smart to do that. But he lasted way longer than we thought. You know who Daniel Johnson is, right? No, I don't. What? Really? What is he from? Um, he's a he's a musician. He's like a really, um, I guess you could say weird musician from um, Austin, Texas. Uh, Kurt Cobain really was into him. You know that um, Hi, How Are You shirt that Kurt Cobain has that everybody? No. Ugh, okay. I'll Giant, send you a thing later about it. Guy. Will I, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a movie called The Devil and Daniel Johnston, a, a documentary that is really really good. I actually highly recommend you should watch it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, You're not I'll, gonna I'll like his music. It, You're not gonna like his music. But um, I I think the documentary. I haven't heard of him. Yeah, I think the documentary is very very good. And uh, and um, you know his music has a a lot of, uh, I like I don't he, I I think the music is really really good. And I think he's like kind of one of those like musical geniuses with like severe mental illness issues um but i don't think you're gonna like the music very much okay yeah all right Jane, let's we got to get back to the, to the movie. okay <laughs> enough okay. music tangents yeah <laughs> right, i said right. i was gonna go on music tangents not you're the one they're not allowed to go on music tangents i'm <laughs> okay, doing sorry, it for the sorry. both of us only you only you okay okay all right so um take us home birdo uh, so dewey cox has the, the 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 show and then he's like it's not really working he does that interview which is fucking hilarious oh with uh what's her face that i i thought was very very good um, she's another person that was like in it for five seconds hilarious killed it and then and then fucked off yeah i'm gonna look up the name because i can't i legitimately like first of all i love her and yeah. i cannot remember her name right now i never remember her name not working. jane lynch yeah. jane lynch that's it jane lynch, i yes. never remember jane lynch's name hilarious i have, I have no idea does. why yeah um she's she's great in glee i don't know if you ever watched glee i watch it I for never a, watch like a glee. Well, glee glee will not watch it yeah uh that's fair but i watch it for a while and she's great in it of course 
Um, okay, right. so, let's keep going. Yeah, hilarious interview where he has to constantly say that he's no longer mainlining acid. <laughs> um, so then he basically then sees his uh, his brother as a ghost. Oh wait, there's and... a, there's a, there's one other line. <laughs> there's one other line in that Go Dan ahead. Lynch interview that I that Go killed ahead. me because he was talking about uh she asked him about his kids and he was like <laughs> he was like. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I'm locked in custody battle, but both my wives are trying to enforce custody upon me, and I don't think that's right. You should be able to walk away from your kids. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, it, killed, it really oh. killed me. Uh, okay, uh, anyway. Yeah, so he senses the ghost of his brother, and his brother's like, you're fucking off. You have to go reconcile with dad. Yeah. And then he goes to see his dad. <laughs> his dad is like, there's only one way to reconcile this. We have to have a machete battle. <laughs> <laughs> to which they're both fighting with machetes. <laughs> and he, and the father swings, misses Dewey, and then cuts himself in half with the machete. <laughs> and <laughs> one of my favorite lines, he goes, I, I guess I was so, so, I, w I spent my entire life preparing my mind and body for a machete <laughs> battle. That I didn't think about it, just how easy it was for, to accidentally cut someone in half with a machete. <laughs> so fucking good uh and then forgives him of course as you do well kind of he starts to get forgive him and then he's like uh and he like dies right before the last word comes out <laughs> and he's like no and then he destroys all the all uh, his entire house right 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 and starting that, with the sinks <laughs> yeah and that's uh yeah one of the things is that every time he gets mad he destroys a sink <laughs> hilarious um, yeah, and that's when he sees his, his kids, and then he's like, oh, all right. And I guess he becomes a Partridge family, where he, mm -hmm. the rest of his life is just dedicated to him taking care of his kids. Yeah. And basically playing, playing catch with them. Yep. All 36 of his kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, then uh, that's when he reconciles with his wife. Yep. And suddenly he can, it's a miracle because he, he's no longer smell blind. <laughs> yep. Total miracle. Really great. And that's when, uh, uh, what's it called? Someone from the music industry comes by and shows him like, "Hey, this this one kid, this one your your song is a resurgence, is coming back, yeah, being resurgence." <laughs> and it's like the the rapper's name, by the way, Little Nutsack, took his song <laughs> and remixed it, <laughs> so that every time they talked about a penis, it was like, oh, you know, I, I ride that thing because it's hard <laughs> fucking hilarious it was so good and it also i'm like that 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 just was like oh yeah do it so now a whole new generation knows about your song <laughs> because of this rap song and i was like that is kind of how it works isn't it yeah that actually is <laughs> that, that's exactly correct like people hear a song and then it's like oh wait that's from a previous song and then they hear the original song and then that song goes up in the charts although yeah. the way it's working now is like tiktok is apparently dictating what's popular in the charts oh that makes sense that's with all the kids um, around these days, and the kids are the ones who listen to the music. Yeah, the kids, the kids these days, dragon. The, kid, the kids these days, because yeah, it's not—it's so, certainly not me. It's all, all yeah. murder podcasts over here. So. No, I only listen to podcasts, and then every now and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna listen to pop music from the '90s. <laughs> oh, mine is okay. I'm gonna go ahead and treat myself and listen to that one Queen Live Aid concert, <laughs> 1980, whatever. <laughs> For 20 minutes, and then that's it. Back to murder. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, let's, get, uh, so let's then, do the yeah, end. So, like, we got we to gotta finish it. So, yep. yeah, he's being given the uh, 
what's it called lifetime achievement award and then um so he's i'm sorry he's been given the lifetime achievement award and they're doing a concert special tribute for him so he's mm-hmm. got to go and reconcile with the band which who by the way left him because he was such a dick yep i think we've we stepped over that that his wife divorced him and his uh his band left him because he <laughs> was such a dick to them yeah and so he reconciles with all of them and then um comes back for the band and that's when we we finally get to the the, basically the first scene of the movie mm-hmm. which is him there and they're singing his music and um he's like oh let me go freshen up my face before i uh before we go out there and then <laughs> to which he again sees tim meadows and it's like hey hey dewey do you want to try some uh what was it some viagra yeah he's like, it's like what what's it do <laughs> nothing it just makes your dick hard <laughs> And then of course and he's like, no, yeah, no, I'm gonna sip this one out. And he's it's, like, no, it just it just makes your dick hard. It doesn't do anything else. He's no, like, literally, no, no, you no. should take it. It makes your dick hard. <laughs> you should come back. <laughs> to which, like, I I'm gonna say this. This is my number one joke, favorite joke in the movie. He says, <laughs> no, I I can't. I don't want I don't want to fall victim to the temptations. Oh, and yep. then he walks out and then hears the temptations warming up. Literally the the oh, the band, the temptations. Literally the temptations. Otis Williams, Roy yep. Tyson, all the all five of them are warming up. And then he just looks at them and he's like, "Oh, the temptations." And he runs away. Bro, I fucking died. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this is the best." I laughed uncontrollably. I knew the joke was coming. I laughed uncontrollably uh. at that joke. So good. I love, uh, yeah. for some reason, I thought Jewel in this movie was hilarious. Jewel, I love it. Jackson Brown is just like, that's funny. That's just funny. They're just standing there. Yeah, yeah. singing the Walk Hard, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, he sings his brand new song. He sings his song, which is summing up his entire life, his opus. Yeah. And then, you know, we pretty much are just told afterwards that uh, his he, he sees the ghost of his dad and his brother yeah. and his mom. And then we're told... Uh, Three minutes after the concert, he dies. <laughs> and then so uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is actually a post-credit scene. Yeah. That yeah, that shows like the actual Dewey Cox, and it's just John C. Riley, but it's in black and white. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, I watched the whole credits. I just listened to the the music over the whole credits. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep, yep. I saw it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, hilarious dragon. Yep. All right, Dragon, any final thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's a comedy, and it's very hard to talk about a comedy, I think, without just being like, it was really funny, you had to be there, you know? I, I feel like it, you never get, you never give a good, you do a good comedy justice when you're, like, recapping it. No, so I no. I highly recommend that you just watch this fucking movie if you haven't. It's very funny. Uh, I completely agree, Dragon. This yeah. fucking movie is hilarious. Um, that's your final thoughts on it? Yeah, those are my final thoughts on it. All right, Dragon, mm-hmm. would you give this movie a Smashly mm-hmm. or a Trashly? I would give this movie a Smashly. It's very fun. It holds up really well. Everybody in it's great. It's hilarious. It's good acting. Highly recommend. You are going to see some boobs and in, in a dick or two. Just FYI. I don't want uh, to with I your think parents, it's, maybe. They, oh, one of my favorite things, let me just say before we forget. Mm-hmm. Um, during the scene where he's singing the, the last song, Mm-hmm. They are showing clips yeah, yeah. from earlier in the movie. And my favorite thing about it is that these are clips that do not, that didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or 
or they're the same scene, but for some reason in this version, the dad has his gun out or something. Yeah, and yeah. you do see a flashback that happens with the with the dick. Yeah, yeah. And again, on screen for a long time. Just, just mm -hmm. real fun. You see Elvis pull out a knife and like threaten him with, with <laughs> yes. it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking Jack White Elvis. So good. Uh, okay, Berto, what do you what do you rate this movie? All right, Dragon, I give this movie an 8 out of 10. Mm, and okay. I'm going to be honest, as I say that, I'm like, why am I not giving this a 10 out of 10? Yeah, and I'm I, surprised, I'll be honest, actually. I don't know why. But this, and it's probably just because, like, I think that this is the perfect comedy for me specifically. Yeah, yeah. So I almost don't want to, like, I, it's almost one of those things where it's like, I, I love this so much. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to hit other people the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you have to, you have to also have a working knowledge of some of this type of movie, I think, to make yeah. it, like, really hit home. Yeah, and I think that that's why it's a 10 out of 10 for me. But for someone who might not be aware of all the tropes, yeah. it might not be as funny. Even yeah. though I still think they'll find it hilarious. I, I agree with you. So, Dragon, before we move on, yeah. I just want to point out. Did you know that this movie bombed? <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. The for... budget? $35 yeah, million. Dollars. Okay. Box office? Uh -huh. $20 million. <gasps> What? Now, Ali, I will explain to you why. Okay, go ahead. The reason why is because, it, number one is that, uh, well, the main reason is because this happened during the writer's strike. Oh. It came out literally during the writer's strike, which is when nobody was watching fucking the, the late night shows. So there was no way to promote it. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of sad that like, man, this, I think this yeah, should what have a been shame. a fucking monstrous hit. What and a shame. just didn't watch it. Yeah. And it's literally just because it, it came out at the wrong time. If it came out... A year later or a year earlier, yeah, it, it would have been. I think it would have been a smash. This is smash like Clue, it. man. Clue also bombed. What is, what is yeah. it with these things? People just don't know what comedy is. I think I think that is. I think it's hard sometimes to promote comedies, and yeah, I I don't think people see them in the same way that they see dramas and horror. Yeah, I I agree. Which is weird because some of the, my favorite things is like going to a movie for a comedy because. Mm. To, like it's one thing to laugh in your living room. It's another thing to laugh in a theater. Yeah. The jokes just hit better. That is true, and like with the other people around you to also enjoy them. I, I will say this: the one of my favorite movie experiences is was I was going to the theater, mm -hmm. and the, the movie we wanted to see I don't remember what it was was sold out. So okay. we were like, "Fuck, fine. I guess we'll watch this other movie." Um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Mm -hmm. Fucking hilarious! Accidentally movie. watching Harold and Kumar is hilarious. And the entire theater, like roaring in laughter, roaring. I mean, yeah. I I'm surprised people stayed in their seats. That's how bad it was. That's how much they were laughing. It was fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, so, I, I'm not surprised yeah. by that. Yeah. So it just just yeah. I I just think I really had wished I had seen this in the theater with a big crowd that also enjoyed comedy mm -hmm. comedic films because mm -hmm. i think it would have been a completely different experience i think it would have hit so much better yeah um great so right. berto you're you choose for next year next All week right. right dragon <laughs> so next year, <laughs> next year. Yeah. so dragon yeah we have been i have been on a roll right i'm mm -hmm. four for four right now in terms of movies that um in terms of the movies that I've been picking, I've been, I've been, I've been fucking rolling the dice, <laughs> and and getting and getting fucking lucky. And what do you do in Vegas, Dragon? When you hit big, mm -hmm. do you cash out? No, no, you double down. You, let it, you double down. You let it fucking ride. You mm -hmm. don't stop a hot hand, right? <laughs> Correct. Now you 
mm-hmm. last time had mm-hmm. said some pretty uh, disparaging remarks. <laughs> did right? I? You you watched the you watched something called uh, Murder Among the Mormons. Yes, yes, I did. And mm-hmm. you had said some disparaging remarks about religion, Dragon. Yep. So that, I feel that like, does sound like me. <laughs> I feel like I need to teach you a lesson. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Dragon. Mm-hmm. You know me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a Hispanic boy. <laughs> you are. <Okay>? Yep. <laughs> I'm uh, rice and beans. <laughs> oh, I watch <laughs> yeah. football with the boys. But what that also means, since I was born in a Hispanic country, I was born in Colombia. Uh-huh. That means that I'm a deep, deeply devout Catholic. Yes, that's, that's what I've always said about you. <laughs> deeply yep. devout so, Catholic. To show just how deeply devout Catholic I, I am, we're gonna watch a Christian film, Dragon. Okay. We're going to watch a little movie called God's Not Dead. Oh, my God. It is a 2014 drama. It's going to be an hour and 53 minutes. Oh, it's too long. It's th- <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, Dragon, yeah. we're going to have a ball. Now, this is being directed by Harold Crunk. And sure. it's starring David White, okay. Shane Harper. No idea who they are. Okay. But uh-huh. Kevin Sorbo is in this. Who is that? You know how much you love Hercules, right? Hercules. Kevin Sorbo played Hercules on the TV show in the oh, 90s. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. That is totally... I totally know who that is now. Thank you. <laughs> Dragon, I can't, I can't express to you how much... How excited I am. I can't. I just can't wait for this movie to, to rock my atheism to its core. <laughs> you are <laughs> going to learn convert. the error of your ways. All right? The movie well, is basically... Uh, I'm going to give you the synopsis of this, okay? Yes, please do, please do. After he refuses to to disavow his faith, a devout Christian student, Shane Harper, must Mm -hmm. prove the existence of God or else his college philosophy professor, played by Kevin Sorbo, (laughs) will fail him. Oh man, the, my favorite part about this is so you know I was a I was a philosophy major in college, um, yes, and I can one thousand percent see some of the pretentious fucking philosophy major dudes that were in my cohort just being like uh actually i can totally prove the existence of god with a proof uh i took logic class and i can definitely do this so (laughs) this is the exact opposite where a professor is going to be like look god's not real okay and then some kids like you know what i'm not gonna say that and then they base this is what the movie's about no this and then a bunch of other there's 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 a bunch of other stories but I am. Listen, I have not seen this movie, by the way, but I'm very excited. I heard someone talk about it, which is why I'm picking it. This is exactly. I'm telling you, I'm going to have like horrible flashbacks to sitting in like a <laughs> philosophy fucking classroom and having some stupid bro argue with somebody with a PhD about how they're wrong. <laughs> the worst. <sighs> I'm so excited, Dragon. Uh, okay. Either way, we're going to have a riot. We're going to have so yeah, much fun yeah. next week. I just, I'm going to take so many notes to. to <laughs> Help me with this, I'm sure. It's not just going to be me being like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dragon. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and send us off? Okay, 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 bye. Okay, bye. Well, hey, guys. (laughs) Just, uh, well, uh, I'm very annoyed right now. Very annoyed. We paused paused the recording, we said bye. (laughs) And then, and then, and then it turns out that, uh, um, Jesus Christ. The fucking movie that I picked was taken off Amazon Prime, like probably uh, a couple, like maybe last week. So maybe. I'm. It was probably this week, to be honest, because you, you maybe told me. About I it. I was I, I I yeah I I had it down. I like checked it and I yeah. checked it 
and it was like yes it's here and then when i just saw it today i was like wait it's not there anymore yeah and by so today he means angry. like literally the second we paused the recording and stopped <laughs> so all right uh, so dragon there's gonna i'm gonna have to find another way to 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 you know to attack your your atheism okay on another day okay, but that's in the fair. meantime we will watch uh another movie dragon mm-hmm we're going to watch 1997's Boogie Nights. Ooh. All right? This is a drama. Okay. It comes in at a fast two hour, 36 minutes. It's very long. It's, yes, very long. <laughs> it's very long. It's uh, currently streaming on, on HBO Max, and it is, it is starring your beloved Mark Wahlberg. Sure. It's also starring Julianne Moore, Heather Graham, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, and a host of other people. Uh, who, also John C. Reilly. start Riley. naming them. Yes, John C. Riley is in this, mm-hmm. uh, and it's directed by your beloved Paul Thomas Anderson. Cool. All right, I guess you're <laughs> gonna have to send this off again, Dragon. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I guess we'll watch Boogie Nights for next week instead of the God one. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really annoyed right now. I know, fucking Amazon Prime. It needs to give you like a one week warning if it's coming up. Hi, Mia. All right. Okay, okay, everybody. Bye ahead, for Dragon. the second time. Bye. Okay, bye again. <laughs> bye.